0: Helaman chapter 7. We are now down to 23 B.C., and we recall that six years earlier Nephi, the son of Helaman, had become so discouraged with the Nephites and Zarahemla that he and his brother Lehi had decided to go up into the land northward where so many of the people had been migrating. It was their hope that they would be more responsive." After six years, Nephi and probably
1: Lehi returned to Zarahemla. Behold, now it came to pass in the sixty and ninth year of the reign of the judges over the people of the Nephites, that Nephi the son of Helaman returned to the land of Zarahemla from the land northward. For he had been forth among the people who were in the land northward, and did preach the word of God unto them, and did prophesy many things unto them. And they did reject all his words, insomuch that he could not stay among them, but returned again unto the land of his nativity.
0: But when Nephi, and probably Lehi with them, returned to Zarahemla, what a terrible shock
1: awaited them. And seeing the people in a state of such awful wickedness, and those Gadianton robbers filling the judgment seats, having usurped the power and authority of the land, laying aside the commandments of God, and not in the least aright before him, doing no justice unto the children of men.
0: One of the worst afflictions of a secret combination is that it fills the offices of judges and important administrative offices with their most corrupt Gadianton brothers. This next verse describes what happens.
1: Condemning the righteous because of their righteousness, letting the guilty and the wicked go unpunished because of their money, and moreover to be held in office at the head of government, to rule and do according to their wills, that they might get gain and glory of the world, and moreover that they might the more easily commit adultery and steal and kill and do according to their own wills.
0: No doubt Nephi and his brother had been very disappointed when their mission to the land northward had not been fruitful, but certainly they could have expected something more encouraging in the land southward. How could the Nephites become so corrupted so quickly? While Nephi and Lehi were gone, the Gadiatans had murdered the elected chief judge Caesarum and also his son who was elected to replace him. Now the Gadiatans had virtually conquered the whole land.
1: Now this great iniquity had come upon the Nephites in the space of not many years. And when Nephi saw it, his heart was swollen with sorrow within his breast, and he did exclaim in the agony of his soul.
0: As Nephi went out into the garden, he cried out to the Lord in deepest despair.
1: Oh, that I could have had my days in the days when my father Nephi first came out of the land of Jerusalem, that I could have joyed with him in the Promised Land! Then were his people easy to be entreated, firm to keep the commandments of God, and slow to be led to do iniquity, and they were quick to hearken unto the words of the Lord. Yea, if my days could have been in those days, then would my soul have had joy in the righteousness of my brethren. But behold, I am consigned that these are my days, and that my soul shall be filled with sorrow because of this the wickedness of my brethren.
0: It is interesting that Nephi was pouring out his lamentation to the Lord where he could be readily seen and perhaps even heard by people passing by. Verse 10 describes the setting.
1: And behold, now it came to pass that it was upon a tower which was in the garden of Nephi, which was by the highway which led to the chief market, which was in the city of Zarahemla. Therefore Nephi had bowed himself upon the tower which was in his garden, which tower was also near unto the garden gate by which led the highway. And it came to pass that there were certain men passing by, and saw Nephi as he was pouring out his soul unto God upon the tower. And they ran and told the people what they had seen. And the people came together in multitudes, that they might know the cause of so great mourning for the wickedness of the people. It must have surprised
0: Nephi when he rose from his prayer to find a considerable crowd gathered around the foot of his garden tower, And like any good missionary, he considered a crowd an opportunity to preach. So that's what he
1: did. And now when Nephi arose, he beheld the multitudes of people who had gathered together. And it came to pass that he opened his mouth and said unto them, Behold, why have ye gathered yourselves together, that I may tell you of your iniquities, Yea, because I have got upon my tower, that I might pour out my soul unto my God, because of the exceeding sorrow of my heart, which is because of your iniquities. And because of my mourning and lamentation, ye have gathered yourselves together, and do marvel. Yea, and ye have great need to marvel. Yea, ye ought to marvel, because ye are given away, that the devil has got so great hold upon your hearts." Yea, how could you have given away to the enticing of him who is seeking to hurl away your souls down to everlasting misery and endless woe? But four verses
0: of lamentation and commentary was all he could stand. Like Jeremiah of old, he began demanding a rigorous repentance.
1: O oh, repent ye, repent ye, why will ye die, turn ye, Turn ye unto the Lord your God. Why has he forsaken you? It is because you have hardened your hearts. Yea, ye will not hearken unto the voice of the good shepherd. Yea, ye have provoked him to anger against you. And behold, instead of gathering you, except ye will repent, behold, he shall scatter you forth, that ye shall become meat for dogs and wild beasts. When
0: Nephi and Lehi had gone into the land northward just six years earlier, the Lamanites had mostly been converted and had given back to the Nephites all of the land they had seized during their wars of conquest.
1: Oh, how could you have forgotten your God in the very day that he has delivered you?
0: Nephi goes back into his Jeremiah role. He is angry, disappointed, and shocked. Therefore what he has to say he lays directly
1: on the line. But behold, it is to get gain, to be praised of men, yea, and that ye might get gold and silver. And ye have set your hearts upon the riches and the vain things of this world, for the which ye do murder and plunder and steal and bear false witness against your neighbor and do all manner of iniquity. And for this cause... Woe shall come unto you, except ye shall repent. For if ye will not repent, behold this great city, and also all those great cities which are round about, which are in the land of our possession, shall be taken away, that ye shall have no place in them. For behold, the Lord will not grant unto you strength, as he has hitherto done, to withstand against your enemies." Nephi now takes on his prophetic role.
0: He already knows the great secret that ultimately the Nephites will cease to exist as a nation on the western hemisphere. His father had shared this great secret with him. Keeping this in mind, he
1: hammers home the next two verses. For behold, thus saith the Lord, I will not show unto the wicked of my strength to one more than the other, save it be unto those who repent of their sins, and hearken unto my words. Now therefore I would that ye should behold, my brethren, that it shall be better for the Lamanites than for you, except ye shall repent. For behold, they are more righteous than you, for they have not sinned against that great knowledge which ye have received. Therefore the Lord will be merciful unto them." yea, he will lengthen out their days and increase their seed, even when thou shalt be utterly destroyed, except thou shalt repent. Then
0: Nephi focuses on the immediate abominations, the Gadianton robbers. He says that it will be this kind of criminal conspiracy that will ultimately wipe out the Nephites from off the face of the earth. This was a secret Alma had shared with Helaman, who was Nephi's grandfather, and that is described in Alma 45, verses 10 to 14.
1: Yea, woe be unto you because of that great abomination which has come among you, and ye have united yourselves unto it, yea, to that secret band which was established by Gadianton. Yea, woe shall come unto you because of that pride which ye have suffered to enter your hearts, which has lifted you up beyond that which is good, because of your exceeding great riches yea woe be unto you because of your wickedness and abominations and except ye repent ye shall perish yea even your lands shall be taken from you and ye shall be destroyed from off the face of the earth although the ultimate
0: destruction of the nephite was a family secret which alma had shared with nephi's grandfather Nephi said this doomsday destiny of the Nephites had been revealed to Nephi by the Lord.
1: Behold now, I do not say that these things shall be of myself, because it is not of myself that I know these things. But behold, I know that these things are true, because the Lord God has made them known unto me. Therefore I testify that they shall be.
0: Helaman chapter 8. Nephi probably surmised that among this fairly large group of people who had assembled near the garden wall, there were probably a few Gadianton officials, and so there were. They immediately made their presence known.
1: And now it came to pass that when Nephi had said these words, Behold, there were men who were judges, who also belonged to the secret band of Gadianton, and they were angry and they cried out against him, saying unto the people, Why do ye not seize upon this man, and bring him forth, that he may be condemned according to the crime which he has done? Why seest thou this man, and hearest him revile against this people, and against our law?
0: There is nothing that makes a corrupt politician more angry than to have someone expose his connections with vice and crime. That is why these Gadians angrily attacked the words of Nephi.
1: For behold, Nephi had spoken unto them concerning the corruptness of their law. Yea, many things did Nephi speak which cannot be written, and nothing did he speak which was contrary to the commandments of God. Corrupt politicians are cowards,
0: Verse 4 says, They durst not take action against Nephi, lest the indignant people take action against them.
1: And those judges were angry with him, because he spake plainly unto them concerning their secret works of darkness. Nevertheless, they durst not lay their own hands upon him, for they feared the people, lest they should cry out against them. Therefore they did cry unto the people, saying, why do you suffer this man to revile against us? For behold, he doth condemn all this people, even unto destruction. Yea, and also that these our great cities shall be taken from us, that we shall have no place in them. And now we know that this is impossible. For behold, we are powerful, and our cities great. Therefore our enemies can have no power over us. It is highly significant that
0: many in the crowd were defenders of Nephi. They were aware of what was happening to the country, and they agreed with Nephi's charges and cried out that the critics should leave him alone, lest God's judgments come upon them as Nephi
1: had predicted. And it came to pass that thus they did stir up the people to anger against Nephi, and raised contentions among them. For there were some who did cry out, let this man alone, for he is a good man, and those things which he saith will surely come to pass, except we repent. yea, behold, all the judgments will come upon us which he has testified unto us, for we know that he has testified aright unto us concerning our iniquities, and behold, they are many, and he knoweth as well all things which shall befall us, as he knoweth of our iniquities, yea, and behold. If he had not been a prophet, he could not have testified concerning those things.
0: Thanks to the patriots in the crowd, Nephi escaped being attacked by the lynch minded Gadiantans.
1: And it came to pass that those people who sought to destroy Nephi were compelled, because of their fear, that they did not lay their hands on him. Therefore he began again to speak unto them, seeing that he had gained favor in the eyes of some. Insomuch that the remainder of them did fear.
0: This encouraged Nephi sufficiently, so that he launched into a full scale gospel sermon.
1: Therefore he was constrained to speak more unto them, saying, Behold, my brethren, have ye not read that God gave power unto one man, even Moses, to smite upon the waters of the Red Sea, and they parted hither and thither, insomuch that the Israelites, who were our fathers, came through upon dry ground, and the waters closed upon the armies of the Egyptians, and swallowed them up. And now, behold, if God gave unto this man such power, then why should ye dispute among yourselves, and say that he hath given unto me no power, whereby I may know concerning the judgments that shall come upon you, except ye repent? But, behold, ye not only deny my words, but ye also deny all the words which have been spoken by our fathers. And also the words which were spoken by this man Moses, who had such great power given unto him, yea, the words which he hath spoken concerning the coming of the Messiah.
0: Now Nephi moves into the most important message these people need to hear, and that is to get them to believe in the coming of Jesus Christ. Nephi calls forth as his
1: principal witnesses both Moses and Abraham. Yea, did he not bear record that the Son of God should come? And as he lifted up the brazen serpent in the wilderness, even so shall he be lifted up who should come. And as many as should look upon that serpent should live, even so as many as should look upon the Son of God with faith, having a contrite spirit, might live, even unto that life which is eternal. And now behold, Moses did not only testify of these things, but also all the holy prophets, from his days even to the days of Abraham. Yea, and behold, Abraham saw of his coming, and was filled with gladness, and did rejoice. Yea, and behold, I say unto you, that Abraham not only knew of these things, But there were many before the days of Abraham who were called by the order of God, yea, even after the order of his son, and this that it should be shown unto the people, a great many thousand years before his coming, that even redemption should come unto them.
0: Now Nephi tells us about some of the great prophets mentioned in the plates of brass. Two of them were martyred for testifying of Jesus Christ. Only in these two verses of the Book of Mormon do we get these details about Zenos and Zenoch. However, Nephi mentions other prophets who also testified of Christ.
1: Now I would that ye should know, that even since the days of Abraham there have been many prophets that have testified these things. Yea, behold, the prophet Zenos did testify boldly, for the which he was slain and behold also Zenok, and also Esaias, and also Isaiah, and Jeremiah, Jeremiah being that same prophet who testified of the destruction of Jerusalem. And now we know that Jerusalem was destroyed according to the words of Jeremiah. Oh, then why not the Son of God come according to his prophecy? And now will you dispute that Jerusalem was destroyed? Will ye say that the sons of Zedekiah were not slain, all except it were Mulek? Yea, and do ye not behold that the seed of Zedekiah are with us? And they were driven out of the land of Jerusalem. But behold, this is not all.
0: Here is another precious verse. Prior to the time that King Zedekiah was blinded and hauled off to Babylon by Nebuchadnezzar, Zedekiah was required to watch the execution of what the Bible writers thought was all of his sons. Now this is described in Jeremiah chapter 39 verses 6 to 7. However, Zedekiah must have rejoiced in his heart to see that his son Mulek, who may have been an infant, was not among the sons who were killed. Only in the Book of Mormon do we learn that this little boy was brought to America by a group who escaped from Jerusalem, and all of those who came with him were afterwards called Mulekites. The Book of Mormon tells us how these people eventually intermingled with the Nephites and thereby introduced the seed of King David into the Nephite bloodline. To further unite this story with the history of the Nephites, Nephi reminds them of their own history when Lehi and his family were driven out of Jerusalem in 600
1: B.C. Our father Lehi was driven out of Jerusalem because he testified of these things. Nephi also testified of these things, and also almost all of our fathers, even down to this time. Yea, they have testified of the coming of Christ, and have looked forward and have rejoiced in his day which is to come.
0: Nephi now comes out in a bold accusation against these Gadianton apostates,
1: and behold, he is God, and he is with them, and he did manifest himself unto them, that they were redeemed by him, and they gave unto him glory because of that which is to come. And now seeing ye know these things, and cannot deny them, except ye shall lie. Therefore in this ye have sinned, for ye have rejected all these things, notwithstanding so many evidences which ye have received. Yea, even ye have received all things, both things in heaven, and all things which are in the earth, as a witness that they are true. But behold, ye have rejected the truth, and rebelled against your holy God. And even at this time, instead of laying up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where nothing doth corrupt, and where nothing can come which is unclean, ye are heaping up for yourselves wrath against the day of judgment. Yea, even at this time ye are ripening, because of your murders and your fornication and wickedness, for everlasting destruction. Yea, and except ye repent, it will come unto you soon.
0: Nephi concludes his remarks with a shocking statement that their fellow Gadianton, the chief judge, has just been murdered, and the man who did it is his brother. What a way to conclude a sermon.
1: Yea, behold, it is now even at your doors. Yea, go ye in unto the judgment seat and search, and behold, your judge is murdered, and he lieth in his blood. And he hath been murdered by his brother, who seeketh to sit in the judgment seat. And behold, they both belong to your secret band, whose author is Gadianton, and the evil one who seeketh to destroy the souls of men.
0: Helaman Chapter 9 Nephi could not have made a much more sensational announcement than to tell these people that their chief judge had just been murdered by his brother, and that they were both Gadiantans. Five of the leaders immediately raced toward the palace or seat of government to investigate.
1: The record says, Behold, now it came to pass that when Nephi had spoken these words, certain men who were among them ran to the judgment seat, Yea, even there were five who went, and they said among themselves as they went, Behold, now we will know of a surety whether this man be a prophet, and God hath commanded him to prophesy such marvellous things unto us. Behold, we do not believe that he hath, yea, we do not believe that he is a prophet. Nevertheless, if this thing which he has said concerning the chief judge be true, that he be dead... Then will we believe that the other words which he has spoken are true. Notice
0: that these five men may have been Gadiatans themselves. At least they didn't believe Nephi was a prophet.
1: And it came to pass that they ran in their might, and came in unto the judgment seat. And behold, the chief judge had fallen to the earth, and did lie in his blood. And now behold, when they saw this, they were astonished exceedingly, insomuch that they fell to the earth. For they had not believed the words which Nephi had spoken concerning the chief judge. But now, when they saw, they believed, and fear came upon them, lest all the judgments which Nephi had spoken should come upon the people. Therefore they did quake and had fallen to the earth. In verse 5 it says
0: that after they saw the murdered judge they believed. But this merely means they believed what Nephi had said concerning the murder of the judge. Their conversion will come later. However, the shock of finding the judge weltering on the ground in his own blood had a powerful physical impact on these five men. They fainted. Meanwhile, the servants of the judge had gone out into the streets and raised a cry of alarm.
1: Now immediately when the judge had been murdered, he being stabbed by his brother by a garb of secrecy, and he fled, And the servants ran and told the people, raising the cry of murder among them. And behold, the people did gather themselves together unto the place of the judgment seat. And behold, to their astonishment, they saw those five men who had fallen to the earth.
0: When a crowd gathers in a crisis such as this, they immediately begin jumping to conclusions. This is what happened here. The crowd decided they knew exactly who had committed this murder. As the record says,
1: And now behold, the people knew nothing concerning the multitude who had gathered together at the garden of Nephi. Therefore they said among themselves, These men are they who have murdered the judge, and God has smitten them that they could not flee from us. And it came to pass that they laid hold on them, and bound them, and cast them into prison. And there was a proclamation sent abroad that the judge was slain and that the murderers had been taken and were cast into prison.
0: Apparently no investigation was conducted, and it was not until the next day when the people congregated for the funeral of the chief judge that some of them began asking questions. This included some of the Gadianton judges who had encouraged five of their associates to check
1: on Nephi's charges. So we read, And it came to pass that on the morrow, the people did assemble themselves together to mourn and to fast at the burial of the great chief judge who had been slain. And thus also those judges who were at the garden of Nephi and heard his words were also gathered together at the burial. And it came to pass that they inquired among the people, saying, Where are the five who were sent to inquire concerning the chief judge whether he was dead? And they answered and said, Concerning the five whom ye say ye have sent we know not, but there are five who are the murderers whom we have cast into prison.
0: Apparently this was the first time these five men had a chance to tell their story. They verified everything that Nephi had said.
1: And it came to pass that the judges desired that they should be brought, and they were brought, and behold they were the five who were sent. And behold, the judges inquired of them to know concerning the matter. And they told them all that they had done, saying, We ran and came to the place of the judgment seat. And when we saw all things even as Nephi had testified, we were astonished, insomuch that we fell to the earth. And when we were recovered from our astonishment, behold, they cast us into prison. Now as for the murder of this man, We know not who has done it, and only this much we know. We ran and came according as ye desired. And behold, he was dead, according to the words of Nephi. This caused consternation among
0: the Gadianton judges. They had to do some fast thinking. They decided to accuse Nephi of being an accomplice in this murder. How else would he have known about it?
1: And now it came to pass that the judges did expound the matter unto the people, and did cry out against Nephi, saying, Behold, we know that this Nephi must have agreed with someone to slay the judge, and then he might declare it unto us, that he might convert us unto his faith, that he might raise himself to be a great man chosen of God and a prophet. And now behold, we will detect this man... And he shall confess his fault and make known unto us the true murderer of this judge.
0: The five men who had been the first to see the murdered judge accused the other judges of making a serious mistake in accusing Nephi of being an accomplice. Nevertheless, Nephi was arrested.
1: And it came to pass that the five were liberated on the day of the burial. Nevertheless, they did rebuke the judges in the words which they had spoken against Nephi and did contend with them, one by one, insomuch that they did confound them. Nevertheless they caused that Nephi should be taken and bound and brought before the multitude. And they began to question him in divers' ways, that they might cross him, that they might accuse him to death, saying unto him, Thou art confederate. Who is this man that hath done this murder? Now tell us, and acknowledge thy fault, saying, behold, here is money, and also we will grant unto thee thy life, if thou wilt tell us, and acknowledge the agreement which thou hast made with him.
0: This was as much as Nephi could endure. They had even used the old Gadianton trick of trying to bribe him in order to get him to confess. Now he turned on his accusers. But
1: Nephi said unto them, O ye fools, ye uncircumcised of heart, ye blind, and ye stiff-necked people, do ye know how long the Lord your God will suffer you that ye shall go on in this your way of sin? Oh, ye ought to begin to howl and mourn because of the great destruction which at this time doth await you, except ye shall repent. Nephi now gives us the name of the murdered chief judge. Behold, ye say that I have agreed with a man that he should murder Caesarim, our chief judge. But behold, I say unto you that this is because I have testified unto you that ye might know concerning this thing. Yea, even for a witness unto you that I did know of the wickedness and abominations which are among you. And because I have done this, ye say that I have agreed with a man that he should do this thing, yea, Because I showed unto you this sign, ye are angry with me and seek to destroy my life. Now, behold, I will show unto you another sign. And see if ye will in this thing seek to destroy me. Nephi
0: now tells them the exact procedure to follow in order to get the murderer
1: to confess. When you think about it, this was amazing. Behold, I say unto you, go to the house of Seantum who is the brother of Caesarum, and say unto him, Has Nephi the pretended prophet, who doth prophesy so much evil concerning this people, agreed with thee, in the which ye have murdered Caesarum, who is your brother? And behold, he shall say unto you, Nay. And ye shall say unto him, Have ye murdered your brother? And he shall stand with fear, and wist not what to say. And behold, he shall deny unto you, and he shall make as if he were astonished. Nevertheless he shall declare unto you that he is innocent. But behold, ye shall examine him, and ye shall find blood upon the skirts of his cloak. And when ye have seen this, ye shall say, From whence cometh this blood? Do we not know that it is the blood of your brother? And then shall he tremble, and shall look pale, even as if death had come upon him. And then shall ye say, because of this fear and this paleness which has come upon your face? Behold, we know that thou art guilty. And then shall greater fear come upon him, and then shall he confess unto you, and deny no more that he has done this murder. Nephi even
0: predicts that the murderer will do two things. He will say that Nephi had nothing to do with the crime, and then testify that Nephi is a prophet of
1: God. And then shall he say unto you that I, Nephi, know nothing concerning the matter, save it were given unto me by the power of God. And then shall ye know that I am an honest man, and that I am sent unto you from God. It
0: is astonishing how the Spirit of the Lord had revealed to Nephi every detail of the scenario that would lead to the arrest and confession of the murderer.
1: And it came to pass that they went and did, even according as Nephi had said unto them. And behold, the words which he had said were true, for according to the words he did deny, and also according to the words he did confess. And he was brought to prove that he himself was the very murderer, insomuch that the five were set at liberty, and also as Nephi.
0: One would have thought that with the sensational demonstration of Nephi's prophetic powers there would have been a mass conversion, but wickedness was widespread among the people. Nevertheless, there was a sprinkling who believed on the words of Nephi, and a sprinkling who believed the testimony of the five that verified what Nephi had said. And then there were a few who really believed he was a prophet— and some who even thought he might be a god. So this is the way this chapter closes.
1: And there were some of the Nephites who believed on the words of Nephi, and there were some also who believed because of the testimony of the five, for they had been converted while they were in prison. Now there were some among the people who said that Nephi was a prophet, and there were others who said, Behold, he is a god for except he was a god, he could not know of all things. For behold, he has told us the thoughts of our hearts, and also has told us things, and even he has brought unto our knowledge the true murderer of our chief judge.
0: Helaman chapter 10 the mind of Nephi was at one of the lowest ebb tides of his life. He had spent six years in the land northward and had returned to him with his brother Lehi when their message was rejected. But when they reached Zarahemla, it was the worst thing they had ever seen and everything was under the control of the Gadians. As we have just seen, in the deepest mourning Nephi cried out to God, And he answered him by revealing that the Gadianton chieftain had just been murdered. The Lord even revealed the solution to the murder which Nephi shared with the people. But what did it accomplish? The people split into four groups and finally wandered off, leaving Nephi all by himself. Here is the way the scripture describes this low point in Nephi's life.
1: And it came to pass that there arose a division among the people. Insomuch that they divided hither and thither and went their ways, leaving Nephi alone, as he was standing in the midst of them. And it came to pass that Nephi went his way towards his own house, pondering upon the things which the Lord had shown unto him. And it came to pass, as he was thus pondering, being much cast down because of the wickedness of the people of the Nephites, their secret works of darkness, and their murderings, and their plunderings, and all manner of iniquities. And it came to pass, as he was thus pondering in his heart, behold, a voice came unto him.
0: The Lord knew Nephi needed comforting. He and the Lord needed to have a good talk
1: together. Blessed art thou, Nephi, for those things which thou hast done. For I have beheld how thou hast with unwearyingness declared the word, which I have given unto thee, unto this people. And thou hast not feared them, and hast not sought thine own life, but hast sought my will, and to keep my commandments. And now because thou hast done this with such unwearyingness, behold, I will bless thee forever, and I will make thee mighty in word and in deed, in faith and in works, Yea, even that all things shall be done unto thee according to thy word. For thou shalt not ask that which is contrary to my will. Nephi didn't realize it, but the Lord was getting ready
0: to give him the power over the very elements and crush the wickedness out of this whole abominable segment of humanity, both Nephites and Lamanites. But it was not to be right away. The Lord said he was willing to give this priesthood power to Nephi because he knew Nephi would never use it until he was commanded to do so by the Lord. Just so Nephi would know how much power the Lord was putting into his hands, he itemized the extent of the powers Nephi would ultimately be allowed to exercise.
1: Behold, thou art Nephi, and I am God. Behold, I declare it unto thee in the presence of mine angels, that ye shall have power over this people, and shall smite the earth with famine, and with pestilence, and destruction, according to the wickedness of this people. Behold, I give unto you power, that whatsoever ye shall seal on earth shall be sealed in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven, and thus shall ye have power among this people and thus if ye shall say unto this temple it shall be rent in twain it shall be done and if ye shall say unto this mountain be thou cast down and become smooth it shall be done and behold if ye shall say that god shall smite this people it shall come to pass
0: no doubt it was a great thrill to learn directly from the lord that Nephi would be given power over the elements. However, the Lord commanded Nephi to first go forth among the people and warn them that there was a catastrophe coming if they did not repent.
1: Now behold, I command you, that ye shall go and declare unto this people, that thus saith the Lord God, who is the Almighty, except ye repent, ye shall be smitten, even unto destruction. After this conversation,
0: Nephi stopped in his tracks. He didn't even go back to his family home with its beautiful garden. He headed right into the quarreling multitude scattered across the land. He headed directly from the Lord. This people must repent or be destroyed.
1: And behold, now it came to pass that when the Lord had spoken these words unto Nephi, he did stop, and did not go unto his own house, but did return unto the multitudes who were scattered about upon the face of the land, and began to declare unto them the word of the Lord which had been spoken unto him, concerning their destruction if they did not repent.
0: When Nephi reflected on the great miracle these people had witnessed, as Nephi revealed to them the identity of the man who murdered their chief judge, it had no impact on them. They should have at least given great respect to his words and his warning, but that didn't happen.
1: Now behold, notwithstanding that great miracle which Nephi had done, in telling them concerning the death of the chief judge, they did harden their hearts, and did not hearken unto the words of the Lord.
0: In fact, as Nephi gave them their doomsday warning, they were just as disdainful as ever. In fact, they laid hands on him to thrust him into prison. But he disappeared from their grasp, and the Spirit conveyed him away.
1: Therefore Nephi did declare unto them the word of the Lord, saying, Except ye repent, thus saith the Lord, Ye shall be smitten even unto destruction. And it came to pass that when Nephi had declared unto them the word, Behold, they did still harden their hearts and would not hearken unto his words therefore they did revile against him and did seek to lay their hands upon him that they might cast him into prison but behold the power of god was with him and they could not take him to cast him into prison for he was taken by the spirit and conveyed away out of the midst of them
0: So by this means he went forth in the Spirit to deliver his doomsday message. He didn't know when he would be commanded to take over the control of the elements. But when that command came to him, he was determined to exercise it with all his strength.
1: And it came to pass that thus he did go forth in the Spirit, from multitude to multitude, declaring the word of God, even until he had declared it unto them all or sent it forth among all the people. And it came to pass that they would not hearken unto his words, and there began to be contentions, insomuch that they were divided against themselves, and began to slay one another with the sword. And thus ended the seventy and first year of the reign of the judges over the people of Nephi. Helaman chapter
0: 11 In 20 B.C. there was widespread warfare throughout the land, particularly among the people of Nephi. Here is the way the scriptures describe it.
1: Now it came to pass in the seventy and second year of the reign of the judges that the contentions did increase, insomuch that there were wars throughout all the land among all the people of Nephi. And it was this secret band of robbers who did carry on this work of destruction and wickedness. And this war did last all that year. And in the seventy and third year it did also last. This meant that
0: the Nephites were killing off each other in fratricidal warfare for three solid years. However, Nephi realized that the principal source of all this killing was the Gadianton's secret band of robbers. Now Helaman felt the Nephites had tolerated as much bloodshed as he could endure. Therefore he cried out to the Lord.
1: And it came to pass that in this year Nephi did cry unto the Lord, saying, O Lord, do not suffer that this people shall be destroyed by the sword. But O Lord, rather let there be a famine in the land, to stir them up in remembrance of the Lord their God. And perhaps they will repent and turn unto thee and so it was done according to the words of Nephi. And there was a great famine upon the land among all the people of Nephi. And thus in the seventy and fourth year the famine did continue, and the work of destruction did cease by the sword, but became sore by famine. And this work of destruction did also continue in the seventy and fifth year. For the earth was smitten that it was dry, and did not yield forth grain in the season of grain. And the whole earth was smitten, even among the Lamanites as well as among the Nephites, so that they were smitten that they did perish by thousands in the more wicked parts of the land. And it came to pass that the people saw that they were about to perish by famine, and they began to remember the Lord their God, and they began to remember the words of Nephi.
0: This was no ordinary famine. The catastrophe of starvation had extended down to 17 B.C., Thousands had died, and the suffering of the people is portrayed on page 199 of volume 3. The people then began to plead with their leaders to ask Nephi to in turn plead with the Lord and let them have the necessities of life so they could be
1: preserved. And the people began to plead with their chief judges and their leaders that they would say unto Nephi, Behold, we know that thou art a man of God and therefore cry unto the Lord our God, that he turn away from us this famine, lest all the words which thou hast spoken concerning our destruction be fulfilled. And it came to pass that the judges did say unto Nephi, according to the words which had been desired. And it came to pass that when Nephi saw that the people had repented, and did humble themselves in sackcloth, he cried again unto the Lord, saying, O Lord, Behold, this people repenteth, and they have swept away the band of Gadianton from amongst them, insomuch that they have become extinct, and they have concealed their secret plans in the earth.
0: Notice that the people have not only turned against their sins, but they have also turned against the wicked Gadiantons, and they have become
1: extinct. Now, O Lord, because of this their humility, Wilt thou turn away thine anger, and let thine anger be appeased in the destruction of those wicked men whom thou hast already destroyed? O Lord, wilt thou turn away thine anger, yea, thy fierce anger, and cause that this famine may cease in this land? O Lord, wilt thou hearken unto me, and cause that it may be done according to my words? And send forth rain upon the face of the earth? that she may bring forth her fruit, and her grain in the season of grain. O Lord, thou didst hearken unto my words when I said, Let there be a famine, that the pestilence of the sword might cease. And I know that thou wilt even at this time hearken unto my words, for thou saidst that, If this people repent, I will spare them. Yea, O Lord, and thou seest that they have repented because of the famine and the pestilence and destruction which has come unto them.
0: Nephi knows that the Lord can bring back a great blessing on the land, just as he has fulfilled his promises to afflict it with famine. And
1: now, O Lord, wilt thou turn away thine anger and try again, if they will serve thee? And if so, O Lord, Thou canst bless them according to thy words which thou hast said. And it came to pass that in the seventy and sixth year the Lord did turn away his anger from the people and caused that rain should fall upon the earth, insomuch that it did bring forth her fruit in the season of her fruit. And it came to pass that it did bring forth her grain in the season of her grain.
0: So the Lord turned back the famine in 16 B.C., both fruit and grain began to return in abundance.
1: And behold, the people did rejoice and glorify God. And the whole face of the land was filled with rejoicing. And they did no more seek to destroy Nephi, but they did esteem him as a great prophet and a man of God, having great power and authority given unto him from God.
0: The people not only thanked God for their blessing, but they began to acknowledge Nephi as a truly great prophet.
1: And behold, Lehi, his brother, was not a whit behind him as to things pertaining to righteousness. And thus it did come to pass that the people of Nephi began to prosper again in the land, and began to build up their waste places, and began to multiply and spread, even until they did cover the whole face of the land both on the northward and on the southward, from the sea west to the sea east. It is reassuring to
0: learn that Nephi's righteous brother Lehi was laboring shoulder to shoulder with him.
1: And it came to pass that the seventy and sixth year did end in peace. And the seventy and seventh year began in peace, and the church did spread throughout the face of all the land. And the more part of the people, both the Nephites and the Lamanites, did belong to the church, and they did have exceeding great peace in the land, and thus ended the seventy and seventh year. And also they had peace in the seventy and eighth year, save it were a few contentions concerning the points of doctrine which had been laid down by the prophets.
0: In 14 B.C. it is interesting that the members of the church began to quarrel over points of doctrine.
1: And in the seventy and ninth year, there began to be much strife. But it came to pass that Nephi and Lehi and many of their brethren who knew concerning the true points of doctrine, having many revelations daily, therefore they did preach unto the people, insomuch that they did put an end to their strife in that same year.
0: Fortunately, a lot of the brethren were studying along with Nephi and Lehi, so they were able to settle these disputes to everyone's satisfaction. In 12 B.C. there was a certain number of Lamanites who aroused some of their brethren, and almost overnight there began to be a widespread outbreak of Gadiantonism.
1: And it came to pass that in the 80th year of the reign of the judges over the people of Nephi, there were a certain number of the dissenters from the people of Nephi, who had some years before gone over unto the Lamanites, and taken upon themselves the name of Lamanites, and also a certain number who were real descendants of the Lamanites, being stirred up to anger by them, or by those dissenters. Therefore they commenced a war with their brethren, and they did commit murder and plunder, And then they would retreat back into the mountains and into the wilderness and secret places, hiding themselves that they could not be discovered, receiving daily an addition to their numbers, inasmuch as there were dissenters that went forth unto them.
0: It was almost unbelievable how rapidly the people could embrace the spirit of Gadiantonism. Almost overnight it was a curse all across the land.
1: And thus in time, yea, even in the space of not many years, they became an exceeding great band of robbers. And they did search out all the secret plans of Gadianton, and thus they became robbers of Gadianton. Now behold, these robbers did make great havoc, yea, even great destruction among the people of Nephi, and also among the people of the Lamanites. And it came to pass that it was expedient that there should be a stop put to this work of destruction. Therefore they sent an army of strong men into the wilderness and upon the mountains to search out this band of robbers and to destroy them.
0: Nevertheless, the contest against Gadiantinism was an all-out war
1: throughout the year eleven BC. But behold, it came to pass that in that same year they were driven back even into their own lands and thus ended the eightieth year of the reign of the judges over the people of Nevi. And it came to pass in the commencement of the eighty and first year, they did go forth again against this band of robbers, and did destroy many, and they were also visited with much destruction. And they were again obliged to return out of the wilderness, and out of the mountains unto their own lands, Because of the exceeding greatness of the numbers of those robbers, who infested the mountains and the wilderness. And it came to pass that thus ended this year. And the robbers did still increase and wax strong, insomuch that they did defy the whole armies of the Nephites, and also of the Lamanites. And they did cause great fear to come unto the people upon all the face of the land. Yea, For they did visit many parts of the land, and did do great destruction unto them, yea, did kill many, and did carry away others captive into the wilderness, yea, and more especially their women and their children. Only as the
0: people repented and turned back to the Lord did they have any peace.
1: Now this great evil which came unto the people because of their iniquity did stir them up again in remembrance of the Lord their God. And thus ended the eighty and first year of the reign of the judges. And in the eighty and second year, they began again to forget the Lord their God. And in the eighty and third year, they began to wax strong in iniquity. And in the eighty and fourth year, they did not mend their ways. And it came to pass in the eighty and fifth year, they did wax stronger and stronger in their pride and in their wickedness. And thus they were ripening again for destruction. And thus ended the eighty and fifth year. Notice how
0: unstable and wicked the people became almost from year to year. In ten B.C. they were wicked. In nine B.C. they were even more wicked. In eight B.C. they did not mend their ways. And in seven B.C. they were ready for destruction. And thus ended the year seven B.C. Helaman Chapter 12 This entire chapter is an editorial commentary by Mormon the historian after thinking about the last chapter dealing with the Nephites and Lamanites around 7 B.C. Mormon had seen this very same pattern of self-destruction in his own day among his own people. But he wants to emphasize how anxious God is to bless the people in spite of their fickle and unsteady nature
1: and thus we can behold how false, and also the unsteadiness of the hearts of the children of men. Yea, we can see that the Lord in his great infinite goodness doth bless and prosper those who put their trust in him. Yea, and we may see at the very time when he doth prosper his people, yea, in the increase of their fields, their flocks, and their herds, and in gold and in silver, and in all manner of precious things of every kind and art, sparing their lives, and delivering them out of the hands of their enemies, softening the hearts of their enemies, that they should not declare wars against them, yea, and in fine, doing all things for the welfare and happiness of his people. Yea, then is the time that they do harden their hearts, and do forget the Lord their God and do trample under their feet the Holy One, yea, and this because of their ease and their exceedingly great prosperity.
0: Mormon marvels that the people cannot endure prosperity very long. They turn away from God and indulge themselves in the very things that will rob them of their blessings.
1: And thus we see that except the Lord doth chasten his people with many afflictions, yea, except he doth visit them with death and with terror and with famine and with all manner of pestilence, they will not remember him.
0: It seems ridiculous that a loving heavenly father can only keep his children humble and obedient by constantly chastening them. Historically speaking, only in times of threatened death, terror, famine, and pestilence Do the people humbly seek after God and earnestly try to obey his commandments?
1: Oh, how foolish, and how vain, and how evil and devilish, and how quick to do iniquity, and how slow to do good are the children of men! Yea, how quick to hearken unto the words of the evil one, and to set their hearts upon the vain things of the world! One big
0: problem is vanity. As long as they are prospering, they take full credit for having achieved it all by themselves.
1: Yea, how quick to be lifted up in pride! Yea, how quick to boast and do all manner of that which is iniquity! And how slow are they to remember the Lord their God, and to give ear unto his counsels! Yea, how slow to walk in wisdom's paths!
0: Closely akin to vanity is the curse of pride. Pride leads to iniquity and rebellion against the commandments of God.
1: Behold, they do not desire that the Lord their God who hath created them should rule and reign over them, notwithstanding his great goodness and his mercy towards them, they do set at not his counsels, and they will not that he should be their guide. Oh how great is the nothingness of the children of men. Yea, even they are less than the dust of the earth.
0: When it comes to obedience, the human intelligence is less than the dust of the earth. We have already talked about the great host of intelligences that are in everything in existence. Strangely, the intelligences assigned to the lowly dust of the earth are immaculate in their obedience to God's commandments. However, those who occupy bodies made in the very image of God are often arrogant and independent.
1: For behold, the dust of the earth moveth hither and thither to the dividing asunder at the command of our great and everlasting God. Yea, behold, at his voice do the hills and the mountains tremble and quake, and by the power of his voice they are broken up and become smooth, yea, even like unto a valley. Yea, by the power of his voice doth the whole earth shake. Yea, by the power of his voice do the foundations rock even to the very center. Yea, and if he say unto the earth, Move, it is moved. Yea, if he say unto the earth, Thou shalt go back, that it lengthen out the day for many hours, it is done. Mormon points out the fantastic array
0: of organized matter in both the sun and the moon, They obey even when it runs contrary to the routine laws of physics.
1: And thus, according to his word, the earth goeth back. And it appeareth unto man that the sun standeth still. Yea, and behold, this is so, for surely it is the earth that moveth, and not the sun.
0: The Lord solves the mystery of how he rather quickly dried up the great flood in the days of Noah and how he can move mountains or whole ranges of mountains at his command.
1: And behold, also, if he say unto the waters of the great deep, Be thou dried up, it is done. Behold, if he say unto this mountain, Be thou raised up, and come over and fall upon that city, that it be buried up, behold, it is done.
0: Now Mormon refers to something which in Mormon's day was an amazing phenomenon it was called the cursing of a treasure or a sword. They would disappear. We will hear more about this in later chapters.
1: And behold, if a man hide up a treasure in the earth, and the Lord shall say, Let it be accursed because of the iniquity of him who hath hid it up, behold, it shall be accursed. And if the Lord shall say, be thou accursed that no man shall find thee from this time henceforth and forever behold no man getteth it henceforth and forever and behold if the lord shall say unto a man because of thine iniquities thou shalt be accursed forever it shall be done
0: the lord can also arrange to have whole nations wiped off the face of the earth But even those that have been marked for extinction can be saved by repentance. But they must not go beyond the point of no return. Once the destruction begins, it cannot
1: be turned back. And if the Lord shall say, Because of thine iniquities thou shalt be cut off from my presence, he will cause that it shall be so. And woe unto him to whom he shall say this. For it shall be unto him that will do iniquity, and he cannot be saved. Therefore for this cause, that men might be saved, hath repentance been declared. Therefore blessed are they who will repent, and hearken unto the voice of the Lord their God. For these are they that shall be saved. The goodness and the
0: greatness of Mormon emerges as he prays for the human family. He wants them to repent so they can be saved.
1: And may God grant in his great fullness that men might be brought unto repentance and good works, that they might be restored unto grace for grace, according to their works. And I would that all men might be saved. But we read that in the great and last day there are some who shall be cast out, yea, who shall be cast off from the presence of the Lord. Yea, who shall be consigned to a state of endless misery, fulfilling the words which say, They that have done good shall have everlasting life, and they that have done evil shall have everlasting damnation. And thus it is. Amen.
0: In this last verse, Mormon refers to those who must pay for their own sins and suffer the wrath of God until they have paid the uttermost farthing. Finally, there are the sons of perdition, who, with Satan and his angels, are deprived of their bodies and spirits, and sent back into outer darkness as naked intelligences. Brigham Young discusses this in the Journal of Wilford Woodruff, Volume Four, page two hundred nine to two hundred ten. If you liked this podcast and would like more materials
1: by W. Cleon Skousen. You can find his other books and recordings at scousenlibrary.com or at your local LDS bookstore.